Huh, I missed that cue. Kind of, kind of daydreaming there for a second. You're jamming up. So, so it's another uh, episode of Fork Sports Highway. Uh, I hope we get some listeners out there tonight. Maybe somebody with some uh, knowledge wants to comment or uh, give us a critique. But tonight we're calling the show uh, MLB Opening Day. Uh, Gobert cries foul. NCAA men's and women's basketball and the Frozen Four hockey. Um, but there's lots of other sports going on too, all kinds of things. Um, I don't know where we want to jump in. Um, we'll probably get into an ad here after a little bit. But tonight we've got uh, Keith Cummings in the house. Good evening. There he is. Um, the legend Bill Deutsch is still dog-sitting down in the cities for his daughter. And then, of course, over here we've got the uh, delightful Raven Carlson. There Hello. she is. All fired up, and then uh, the other guy, personality in the in the room is uh, Dale Kulas, expert analyst. Here, whoa, I can get you in oh, there. Shoot. Oh, you're headed. What, what, what happened to that camera? Was auto turned off. Uh, oh no, it's on. Uh, 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 hit left. Yeah, slide back over there and see if we can get you on. Right. Is he on there? What? Oh, oh, shoot. What's happening there? We tested it before the show, and uh, it's on. But well, we got one camera not running, but well, we'll we'll. Figure I think it out. Ford must have got jostled loose. I'll, so, I'll, I'm working. I'll, I'll check it out. Well, and and so right now, you know, we're 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 deep. Well, Major League Baseball opening day. Um, the Minnesota Twins beat the Kansas City Royals in Kansas City uh, just before I came in. The game had ended, and the ace, their, their new ace of the pitching staff, Pablo Lopez, the fellow they traded uh, a rise for. Um, he. Uh, Pitched five five point one innings and got the win. Uh, they combined for a, it was a four hitter, I think. Uh, so two to nothing over Kansas City. Hey, there we go. Now we're good. <laughs> um, my beloved New York Yankees uh, won uh, five to nothing over the San Francisco Giants. Uh, Aaron Judge hit the first home run of the season of, of all the players. He hit it into Monument Park. The you know little uh, the water outside. Well, no, the the museum in Yankee oh, Stadium with okay. all the, with all the plaques yep. and stuff. And uh, I thought that was fitting since he signed that monster contract. You know, uh, it was about $360 million or something like that. I know Raven loves those dollar amounts these pro athletes make. I'm in the wrong business, like seriously. <laughs> well, Katie's a tennis player. Maybe maybe she'll drag you along sometime. Oh, goodness, maybe. <laughs> well, now the, the, it, it is astronomical, though, regardless of what sport you talk about these days. I mean, from the time when I was a kid, and I always bring up my example is uh, – uh, David Thompson of the Denver Nuggets in 1978 was the highest paid player in the league, and he was making $800,000 a year. He was like the first million-dollar player. Uh, I think it was a, uh, a five-year deal at $800,000 a year. Was he the ex-golfer? No. No, he came that out. That was North some Co- other Thompson. Mike, Michael Thompson. There we go. Yeah, Michael Thompson. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Clay Thompson's father, Michael Thompson. Um, but... Uh, no, David Thompson was the Skywalker out of North Carolina State. Uh, they beat they they they, they uh, snapped the UCLA dynasty in 1974. Um, you know, and I want to bore you guys because I could talk old time basketball history like all day long because that's it's that, your wheelhouse. That's 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 that exactly, and and same thing with ba- old old baseball and old football. But, uh, but and I like my my sister in law says you have a lot of useless information in your head. <laughs> Aww. We all get there eventually. I, I think we all have that file. Well, that's, that's when I start talking about sports and they just all glaze over. 
What's I, the- I pay. Att- I, I I can pick up on some things. You know, I I've, I've read my share of sports histories and documentaries over the years, so I can pick up on some things. But you definitely get into the nooks and crannies to where it's like, wow, there are some big details there. <laughs> well, and, and and you know, and then I'm a guy that. At one point, I had well over a hundred thousand baseball cards, and I used to read those statistics on the back, you know. And and I, and, and when I collected cards, it was the old style where you had to buy those bubblegum packages, yep, yep. and and you know nobody these days will ever understand the difficulty in getting a collection of cards, completing a collection that way. I mean, I, I can remember getting down to the last card, and and being like in Woolworths and Devil's Lake buying like five or six packs that Friday night. All of the Pokemon players have just rolled over in their graves <laughs> after you said that. <laughs> well, it's, it's, it was, it was, it was torment. And then, you know, the thing was, is we used to trade too. That was the whole mm-hmm. idea was trading because you traded for, but when you had a card that you couldn't get that, you know, and, and you needed to get a collection. Their inner turmoil. Well, God. You were giving up massive amounts of cards though yeah. to get that card, and, yeah. it, and it wasn't like you were getting a star. It was like some bench warmer guy, you know that, that you you just to complete the collection you needed this guy, and it, uh, so uh, yeah. But no, it was it was uh, a lot of fun. But my cards back in those days, and unfortunately when I got to college, I sold all those stuff so I could have uh, party money and that kind of thing. And and given the way uh, the card market, you know back. I want to say 20 years, 25 years ago, cards were at like a peak, and then they crashed. They, they, sure, there's still some that are up there, but they're not nearly the value they had at one point. Well, they, they still have a lot of value. I know they still do, you know, BTL rumors. He does sports card shows here in the Grand Cities Mall. He, they, he had to reschedule because of the one that got the storm delayed it from a few weeks ago. That's going to be going well, in May. They still draw a lot of big collectors. And I see at various retail stores, they still have a wall of sports cards. But the thing that now is now is like each brand has a zillion different uh, uh, like special collectible cards and stuff like that. Like the getting like cards that have like the special sample of a bat from like a major league record breaking bat that are used. And then you have like hardcore collectors coming in with like small little miniature scales to weigh the individual packs to see if they're just like a small ounce difference so they could get that collectible card and, and weigh it on, and sell it online for the big bucks. So it's, sure. yeah, you, you, it's, it's a pretty bloodthirsty trading card market out there. So wow. and it's, it's funny you bring up Pokemon cards too. My, my nephew's big into it, and I've seen him go to war with, with friends over trading Pokemon cards. My, my sister told me some great stories about how oh, like friends the next day at school going, that was an unfair trade. I want my card back. Raven, you're giving me nods of agreement. Were you? Did you have your Pokemon card phase? So I wasn't a Pokemon player, but I've known enough of them around the days where it's just the other pain. The pain. I can't even say it. Hmm. I've seen men in tears over this. Okay, I, w- I was a magic player. If anyone knows what magic cards were. The Gathering. Yes. Yes. Sorcerer of type. Yeah, it was a little better than Pokemon. Sorry. Mm. Well, you know, and I and I collected you know all f- four major sports: hockey cards, uh, basketball cards, football cards, and and I kept. I probably told you a story about. I kept on my uh, dresser, and, and I shared a bedroom with my two brothers, and I kept a card. Uh, Gail Sayers' rookie card on my dresser was my most prized card of all my cards, and I. Uh, delivered the newspaper in those days i was just a kid and that's how i got money to buy cards was delivering newspapers and uh i came home one day and when i would collect the money i had this punch 
and I would have these uh, bills for the people I was delivering to, and I would punch out when they'd paid. Well, that punch was on my dresser next to my Gail Sayers card, and my little sister <laughs> took oh, no. that punch and punched that card full of holes. Heartbreak. Little, little diamond-shaped holes. And I, I, You're devastated. <laughs> oh, she knows. If she's out there listening, she knows what I'm talking about. I was pretty... I, she's lucky she's alive. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think we're about ready for that first ad. Monty, here it's a video ad, so we'll be hearing us a few Good. words from our friends at Ideal Power here in just a moment. Yeah, well, go ahead and raise that one up there. Ideal Power Solutions is your electrical contractor serving residential, commercial, and agricultural customers right here in the valley and surrounding area. Installation, replacement and repairs of wiring, outlets, light fixtures, panel upgrades, electrical conduit, and more. Ideal Power Solutions has the training and expertise to tackle any project, big or small. Whether it's residential, commercial, remodels, new construction, egg projects, and custom builds along with service work. The Valley has an electrical contractor you can count on and trust. Call Ideal Power Solutions in Grand Forks, 701-213-3805 to find out more or go to IdealPowerND.com or find them on Facebook at Ideal Power Solutions, LLC. For all of your electrical contracting needs, make it Ideal Power Solutions in Grand Forks. Are we back? Yep. All right. Well, like I said, I was talking about cards and kind of went off on a little tangent I didn't intend to, but I, I, that's kind of what I like doing on this show anyway is zipping off, and, and, and I, I much prefer that over over going into my political tangents <laughs> yeah. or, or Paul's, one or the other. Uh, we won't at least get blocked off on Facebook or Twitter or whatever for some some off the line saying, but anyway, um, the, the the other thing I want I, oh I guess maybe just one last thing on cards. I see Paul he's he's in route on his way here, but he said in the chat I lost fifty thousand dollars in Magic the Gathering cards in the flood of ninety seven. That's when Magic cards were only around for like three or four years. Those are super ultra valuable. We're talking Ice Age, Arabian Nights. Raven uh, is giving me so many nods of knowing what I'm talking about. Oh oh my God, Paul, I am so sorry. I feel like I need to buy you a beer. Like, <laughs> I, like oh my God. This, oh. I think, might be the first time I've ever seen Raven display compassion. I, I, I tried to get into Magic once uh, many years back. When it was around that same time frame. I had like a, a few decks there. It was like at Ice Age, Arabian Nights, that time frame, late, mid to late 90s. It, it just wasn't my thing, but I, I, I've watched buddies play regularly. It gets intense. <laughs> well, 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 well I'll, I'll rephrase that. Compassion for Paul. Compassion. Oh, yeah. Compa- no, I don't have any compassion for Paul. Okay. Okay. Hold on now. Well, almost. She almost did. I almost did, and then Monty rem- reminded me that this is Paul. Oh. <laughs> and- oh, here he is. There he is. Hey, Paul, if you're seeing this. Hi. Oh, wait. Oh, there Does he, he have a guest? Oh, maybe. Oh, hello. There's Paul. And yeah, we are on the air, so we've got got a special someone here. <laughs> we've just been feeling for your your loss of your cards. And, and <laughs> yeah, we saw your chat. And, and, I almost felt sorry. Raven, for you. Raymond almost had a tear. It was it was. But then, yeah, thank but, God, Monty reminded me. Yep. Beta series. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh man, whole collection. So so yeah, we but 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 anyway, so yeah, the 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 so magic cards, Pokemon cards. My baseball cards, football cards, basketball cards, and hockey cards. 
Um, the thing about Gale Sayers and my being my favorite card was, you know, he'd scored six touchdowns in a game, and, and my sister did replace it with another Gale Sayers card. It wasn't. It's not the same. Wasn't one. the rookie card though. No, no. But but it, she did. I, I gave her a you know pat on the back for trying anyway. And 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 Raven over here, you want to you want a tearjerker. Uh, Brian Song. He, I mean, oh yeah, there's a movie Brian yeah. Song. I know. I'm sure you know of it. And and, and um, Brian Piccolo was a running back for for the Chicago Bears at the same time as Gale Sayers, and um, I believe he had cancer. Yeah. And and uh, so they worked out together. And if you want a tearjerker of a movie, go check out Brian Song. I'm sure. Seriously, even today. I don't remember the last time I cried at a movie. I'm not gonna lie. I think it well, might have been is, like Free Willy when I was ten. Oh, well, this is this is one of those though. It's it's it's, it's a it, because it's a true story. And, yep. And and it's it's those two had a had a pretty pretty uh, significant uh, tight bond as he was going through that fight. And we're t- talking, that must have been the late 60s, 1960s, I think, early 70s. When the movie came out? Yeah. No, well, the movie, the, I think the actual, because the movie was shortly, at, like 1975 or so, yeah, something like yeah. that. But I think the events were probably uh, like about 1970, 69, 70, something like that, 68. But yeah, so, so you folks out there. A long time ago. Yeah, a long time. Well, over fifty years ago. That's that's how old we are up here. Yeah. Oh yeah. And while we're at it, Keith Cummings with pizza tonight. Uh, it's a birthday. It's the birthday. Happy birthday! I think we, we have gotta... a button for it. Yeah. There we go. Heck yeah! Happy birthday, Keith! Thanks for the pizzas. Thank you. Whoa, I like that one. We're going to use it again because Supersonic Steve had a birthday on Monday. And, you know, I'm, I'm still kind of teed at him because last week he showed us, uh, did you happen to see it, Keith, where he, he asked us how much snow we oh, had? Yeah, <laughs> and he showed beautiful. you a picture of his pool. Yeah, yeah, yeah his oh, pool yeah. and his deck and then the mountains in the background. And I was like, yeah, just rubbing it in. Oh. He didn't even have his dog there. It was National Dog Day. And he didn't even have his dog there, and then he showed us his pool. What the hell, Steve? Steve. Steve, we need your follow-up here on the top of the hour. <laughs> yeah, well, anyway, so so there's that, okay, and then moving on. Um, all I had was those two scores, the Yankee score and the Twins score. I didn't really pull anything else up. Uh, I can pull up some other ones if you want, yeah, some other you, ones you had some curious about here opening day. So. Well, you can run down. Yeah, I'll just do a quick rundown. We got uh, Blue Jays and Cardinals are currently tied nine each, top of the ninth. Uh, 0-0, White Sox-Astros, middle of the third. Uh, a couple games didn't start yet, like Rockies-Padres, Angels-Athletics, West Coast games, Guardians-Mariners. Steve's, probably, yeah, Steve's, Super Sonic Steve's opening day, Seattle Mariners. They started at 9-10 our time here against the Guardians. Uh, games that wrapped up, Braves over Nationals, 7-2. Yankees over Giants, 5-0. Orioles over Red Sox, 10-9. Cubs over Brewers, 4-0. Rays over Tigers, 4-0. Rangers beat the Phillies 11 to 7, Mets beat the Marlins 5 to 3, and finally Pirates victorious over the Reds 5 to 4. Well, well, the Pirates and the Reds are two teams that I historically uh, like and and would like to see them both uh have pretty decent years this year, but you know, the Pirates have been basically for about the last decade a a a triple A farm club for for the rest of the league and then the the Reds have been almost as bad. Um course uh, the twins at times would look like that too yeah. but but, but no, the reds uh they they really 
as a franchise haven't been right for for since the early '90s, I think. Yeah, when, well, last one the World Series, 1990. Yeah, and, yeah, and, and Paul O'Neill, Paul O'Neill, uh, and and um, oh, Davis, uh, Eric Davis. Um, you know, in that World Series, if you remember, Eric Davis uh, was swept a, the A's. They, they swept the A's, but Eric Davis dived for a ball, and he, he was outfielder for the Reds, and. He dived for the ball and he lacerated one of his internal organs when he landed. And he had, he stayed back in the hospital in Oakland while they were back in Cincinnati celebrating the championship. But he was a big part of that. Um, I've never seen another player. Ha- it was like his elbow got underneath him and like lacerated his kidney as he was sliding along. And he made the catch. But yeah, oh. it's, there's another one of those things just stuck in my brain that. I guess I got a note for the opening day. Yeah, with the Twins opening day win two to zero, I was joking with Keith before the show. I'm like, this will probably be the only time during the season, unless they manage to get a little two or three game win streak here. Be like, I could say they're undefeated. All right, go Twins! But Buxton got a hit and scored twice, and Trevor Larnick uh, got two hits and scored once. I'm sorry, Buxton also got two hits and scored once, and then uh, uh, Pablo Lopez on opening day starting pitcher, five point one innings, eight strikeouts. So big day for him. So yeah. Buxton, I think we were talking last week. He didn't get any, any or very little uh, spring training play because, like, I I know last week him and Carlos Correa didn't. I know Carlos Correa actually got a couple games in, in this last week, but Twins wrapped up spring training. Well, do you, uh, do, you, do you know if I, fourteen and fifteen I, I, record? I, I caught the very end of the game and I saw Buxton celebrating when the game ended. And and do you know if he actually uh, was playing position or if he was DHing today? I'll check real quick. I want to say I know it sounded like uh, going into the season they're going to use him more as a DH this year, just because his, he had his knees got so banged up last season. But uh, let me. Well, he's a guy. He's a guy that you know. Well, I, I don't think he's played. Yeah, a, he was DH. Yep. Yeah, I don't think he's played a hundred games. I mean, isn't that part of the whole deal with him? Is that they're hoping yeah. to get a hundred games out of him? And I'm like, well, he's got to be like your highest paid player. And if you're if you if he's going to miss 62 of 162 games, that's I think he got to like 90, 91, something like that last year. Before yeah, he almost got to – he was doing pretty good, but I know those last games he was playing super banged up. I heard some of his – I was like listening to some interviews with like the Twins Beat reporters, and they said they saw him just the ritual he had to go through before games to get to game-ready shape, like this this meticulous icing procedure just to get his knees all loosened up and, and ready to go for a game. Like And his feet, too, he was getting banged around all season. And once they realized – the season's a waste. That it's no no turning back. When they had that awful, was it August and September? Oh, they're yeah, like, yeah. then they're yeah. like, all right, take the rest of the season off. You need to rest up. So yeah, they they'd been in first place most of the season, and then they, at at the end they were closer to last than they were first. Um, Buxton though, they, they've they've kind of put the onus on him because they've tried over the years with him to get him to not be so reckless. Yeah. Those early Crash, Buxton years, crashing into the wall and 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 hurting that, himself. You know, yeah. repeatedly. As, as amazing as he is, he is his own worst enemy. Yeah. yeah, and and but but then you know, how do you how do you teach somebody that's been playing like that their whole life yeah. to to slow down and yeah. you know I, I just it, it it's yeah he's he's basically caused all those injuries to himself much like the injury like to Eric Davis I was talking about where where it was diving for a ball or smashing into a fence or you know sometimes they just gotta let it go and get the carom try to stop the guy at second instead of. Getting that out. I think you said your Yankees had a big opening day, right? Uh, big home run. Yeah. Well, Aaron Judge got the big home run into the Memorial Park, uh, the Monument Park. Um, Garrett Cole struck out eleven. They shut out the uh, Giants four, five to nothing. 
and uh, that's a pretty good start for them. You know, typically the Yankees have a, a real history of starting out slow and then working their way back in. So I, I kind of got a feeling this bunch is going to jump right out of the gate. They might really yeah, good vibes. Yeah, they 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 may have one of those seasons where they'll, they're going to be tough to catch. I mean, they've they've got a really nice looking lineup. And, um, but I also like the Twins lineup. What what they've got there right now? Their, yeah. their, their pitching staff. Yeah, their looks, pitching is actually really strong. Their pitching staff is, is on paper is as strong as it's been in decades. Especially their their starting pitching. There's usually I think the last few years their starting pitchers like a few of them are banged up, and I think even going in the opening day, I think they had six strong starting pitching candidates. So yeah, it's going to be interesting if they do a little rotation or if they're just going to go with six starters in the rotation. So. Yeah, we'll we'll see. I know every now and again there's there's precedent for that for some team to do six starters. Not too often, but because eventually one of them's going to get banged up here in the first couple of weeks of the season, anyways. So well, and and, and so like for the Yankees, uh, Luis Severino is already on the shelf. Oh shoot! Yeah, I mean again, I mean and, and two seasons ago he was uh, penciled in as the new ace, and. He he just hasn't been able to stay on. He's kind of like Buxton. He can't stay on the field, and, and he's a pitcher, so it's only one every four or five days. You know, I, I guess speaking of p- pitching, we we're kind of all talking about a little bit before the show. What do y'all think is going to go on? You know, pitch clock. And that's been the big talk. We didn't get a chance. Really, we only talked a little bit of it. I think about it in spring training over the last several episodes. Not too much, but how do you think that's going to play a factor? And I know we we're kind of talking about it a little bit before the show. Spring training games average about a half hour shorter. Uh, I think it'd be good to speed up the game. Or I know, I know you've mentioned before, Monty, how, and I, I agree with you too. When you're there in the stadium, I want to get the most out of my dollar. And when you're there in person, you don't feel the time go by like the two and a half, three hour game. But on TV, you definitely feel it. Well, I, and I, and I understand. Okay, trying to move the game along, but there are pitchers that that just are very methodical and take time between every pitch, rubbing the ball down, doing what they do. But then there are other pitchers that quick pitch, you know, and that's their style. The part of the game that bothered me more was the batter stepping out at every pitch, having to unsnap his gloves and re-snap them and then scratch his nuts a little bit and <laughs> spit a couple times and then go up there and hold the bat. And then before they even throw a pit, he's call, pitch, he's calling time and stepping back out and readjusting his gloves. And I'm like... To me, that's a habitual thing that, that they let get away way too long. And it seems like more like personal superstitions maybe are almost coming into play too much. And I saw like comparisons over the years to like batting stances and rituals compared to like as recent as like 10 or 15 years ago. And just uh, the speed of the game was way more faster. It just seems like this last decade or so has just gotten out of hand. Well, yeah. And, and, and isn't, isn't part of the rule, the, the rule changes that a pitcher that comes out of the bullpen has to pitch to like three three hitters now. He doesn't. They just can't bring him in for one and then take him out. No, I'll have to look that up. That's interesting because I know it, there's a lot of teams will bring in in like later innings like left-handed specialists for just one batter, like right. for a but, big. But, but I think that was part of the rule change yeah. was was that they have to actually pitch to like three batters, and because that was part. You want to talk about slowing a game down? Yeah. Yeah. Guy comes comes in. He's already been warming up out there in the bullpen, but now he gets to have five or six more warm up pitches while he's on the mound. I guess, I, yeah, that's and, and and he pitches to one guy, and then they jerk him yeah. and bring in another pitcher. I do, he's got to go through the whole thing again. I do remember seeing limits on 
on when they bring in relief pitchers, pi- relief pitchers can only do one warm up pitch now. And but I, I think they said they're looking at tweaking the rules. Like if they get them out there fast enough, like bring back the old ball carts. You know, teams used to do for relief pitchers. Maybe they could actually get two or three warm up pitches. But and they actually issued a memo. I forgot to bring this up last week. Uh, uh, about small tweaks to the pitch clock rules. They're saying umpire can stop clocks on big swings, review challenges, and tweak tweak the clock for when to start it for shift adjustments. And this one I found really fascinating. So they're, to go along to speed up the pace of the game, bat boys and bat girls can be replaced if their performance is considered, quote, substandard. So if, the, if they feel they're taking too long to get batters, replacement bats at the plate or whatever to keep up the speed of the game, they're going to tell the bat boys, bat girls, that oh, you got a time to be replaced. I thought that was pretty eyebrow-raising. So I don't know. I don't know. Well, Keith well, I was, I was I, And I don't know what, what inning this was in, but I did see the, in the Red Sox game, the Red Sox lost the Orioles 10-9. to mm-hmm. And Rafael Devers, the star for the Red Sox, Got called out on a on a pitch clock violation. Yeah, that's okay. I remember you mentioned it before we started. And, and yeah, I, I didn't I didn't have a chance to look at the video of that, but I gotta wonder what his reaction was to being rung up. You know, so what was he doing? You know, yeah. scratching or itching and and adjusting and that kind of thing. What do you think, Raven? Baseball. He, the, 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 in, in the what you've ever watched, did it ever annoy you to see these guys up there going through all these rituals one right after another? And no, uh, you know, because because it is the one sport where you literally would see a person spit, spit on the ground, and 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 it would be like you know biggest life on TV. I hate to say it. Well, I don't really hate to say it, but baseball is the most American sport. Ever. Bravo. I Ever. love that. Yes, it is. So it, there you go. Our national pastime. There you go, Monty. You're on not, your 9 o'clock sound effect board button. Uh... <laughs> the applause. It should say applause. There we go. Boom. <laughs> My 9 o'clock. It, well, yeah, well, really on, on the dials. The 9 o'clock on the dials. Oh, yeah. gotcha. <laughs> Wasn't there some other big uh, anniversary this week in baseball that you posted on Facebook? Oh, <laughs> Randy Johnson, that, that poor seagull. <laughs> Did you see that, Raven? Oh, my. Yeah, the bird got annihilated. <laughs> How'd you like that? Tweety nope. got slammed. Oh, my God. Oh, oh, Peter, Peter, Peter. mile an hour fastball. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh. That's right. All Randy you see Johnson. is feathers. Yeah. Like, nothing else, just that feathers. Is. The bird flew into a... Yeah. That's, that's oh. like YouTube memes 101. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, Peter, Peter, Peter was upset over that one. They, they oh, were like God. they were like claiming he was he was like cruel to animals. And I'm like, what's he supposed to do? Yeah, the chances of that... Are astronomical. Like that bird wanted to die. That bird committed suicide. It happened. I think I saw Steve trying to dial in. Steve, if you're listening, try dialing in. I'll try to get you in here in a couple minutes here. So I'm going to be watching the dials for that. Okay, I saw you looking over there. I was guessing that was that, but wasn't it that uh, Dave Winfield got in trouble in Canada? He threw a pitch in from the outfield and it hit a seagull. Yeah, he. Yeah, I, I recall that too. Yeah, and they field. were going to hold him in jail because you can't kill seagulls. Yeah, it's a different different laws in, in yeah. Canada. In what world? I'm sorry, but if I throw a ball, the second it leaves my hand, I am not responsible for the trajectory. <laughs> if something ends up coming into the line of path after it leaves my hand, I am not responsible if that hits anything or anyone. Okay, I got aim until it leaves my hand. 
Well, you know, and, and, and birds. Those are the two famous birds incidents. And then I, I think there was a, uh, the San Antonio Spurs basketball team had an incident where there were bats in the in the arena, so flying around. And, I don't remember that. And and I think Mono Ginobili literally grabbed a bat out of midair and saved the day so they could go on playing. But uh, well, Monty just only just, only in Argentine. Just yeah. A, just a heads up, we got Supersonic Steve with us. So I'm gonna be by the dials over here. So I okay. think you say you have a belated birthday greeting for him. Oh well, who is it, Raven? Who's Supersonic on? Steve? Yes, it is. Here I am. Where's the dog? <laughs> uh, we just got him back from the boarding place. He's here uh, taking a little nap. But once he wakes up, I'll put him on the show. Okay, okay. I don't know if you want to get see if Steve can adjust his camera. He's kind of off to the uh, side there a little. If possible. Well, I mean, the light is kind of blinding, so it's not like it bad. Yeah, it's not super bad, but yeah, it's all right. Yeah, Steve, I don't know if you can adjust your camera a little bit. Your, op- your face is kind of like in the corner view. All right, there we go. There we go. I'll just move. That's all right. Just there put it on the is. dog. There he is. There I am. Yeah, so, so well, here's what we got. Celebration soundboard. Uh, yeah, that's right up your alley, I bet. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so we talked about the Yankees beating the Giants today with Aaron Judge with the big home run into Monument Stadium and and uh, Garrett Cole getting the eleven strikeouts and so beating the Giants five zero and then the Twins with their big two zero win over the uh, Kansas City Royals and uh, Pablo Lopez, their their new pitcher, getting the uh, five innings in and a combined shutout. Um, but uh, Seattle, uh, I didn't have a chance. Did you re-ran that score off their day? They, they, they didn't start yet. Oh, they haven't started yet. Late game, I suppose. But what <laughs> I noticed, Washington. what what I noticed was uh, uh, Seattle was on the cover of my Sports Illustrated I got yesterday, and you know that's What's not the, a good thing. Which team? <laughs> no, it's there's what's a hoax on that. Yeah, yeah I don't you, you want to be on don't, that. You don't want to be on the SI cover. I mean, it's not quite the same as it used to be where it came out every week. It only comes out once a month now, but it was the baseball issue, and it's at, uh, is it Rodriguez, this one of the stars yep. out there yep. in Seattle? He was on the cover, he, and he I did. thought, I thought, oh, this is this is not good. That's their big home <laughs> run hitter, right? It's, well, man, every time we put someone on Sports Illustrated, it usually is not, doesn't end up well. Well, it, it, and uh, just just before you got on, we were also talking about the uh, uh, Randy Johnson pitch that took the bird oh. out. <laughs> that was a that was just wasn't like a anniversary of like twenty years or thirty years. Ago yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh man, that was something. Yeah, that, even Raven liked that one. Goodness gracious! <laughs> yeah, that was Poor that bird was. Didn't have- just poof. <laughs> no, that was that was annihilation. Yeah. So, Feathers. Yep. So, so, yeah, the baseball season's all uh, kicking off and underway. And, and uh, earlier today I was thinking that the Twins were actually opening up in Minneapolis, and I was like, how could they possibly? There's still five feet of oh. snow on the ground. Um, apparently there's no snow on Target Field, on the field. They've got that cleaned off, but you, there's nowhere to park. How could you get there? <laughs> Sled dog, but now they played in Kansas City. <coughs> oh, hey, okay. just like up here at the Rolf, people don't need a place to park. Mm-hmm. Very true. 
What do you mean by that? You know damn well what I mean by that. <laughs> we need free parking. Or not even free parking. Just parking closer to the door. Like, come on. You don't need 17 lots for crystal sugar. Like, not the entire plant is going to be there that one night. They have like 12-hour shift intervals. Like, come on now. <laughs> you want to take that one? <laughs> I'm not, no, she... she 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 made us well aware when she, at a hockey game when she had to park like basically over oh, yeah. at the. Uh, I had to park at Happy Harry's one time. The UND library or somewhere, like blocks and blocks away. Yeah. I was about and ready then to charge park her like twenty of a cop car. Charge her twenty dollars to park there too or something. <laughs> Literally, and then they wouldn't take my card. I'm like, are you serious right now? I missed the first ten minutes of the game. In the first 10 minutes, as anyone ever knows, is probably the most vital on a UND hockey game. Big question for everyone. Uh, I don't know. Most. What's the most anyone has had to pay for parking at a sporting event before? I, I don't think I've ever paid more than $20. Um, I, I did do a, I, I went to a Paul McCartney concert in Denver one time, and I prepaid for my parking about $40 so I was I was able to park across the street from the Pepsi Center it was called at that time prime parking I mean it was ideal but for 40 bucks it should be well and it, it and it was but but then when I got there they had already put barricades across the uh the 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 driveways but I was driving a um uh oh well, those little Versas Toyota Versa mm-hmm. it's 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 about as big as a go-kart <laughs> so so I was able to go up, up on the sidewalk and move maneuver into this parking lot and park but but $40 I think 40 45 dollars is the most I think $20 down in Minneapolis though in, in those lots is about the most I've ever had to pay when you were paying that up here to go to a hockey game basically yeah, I think the most I've ever paid for Money. parking anywhere would probably be like 30 35 dollars and I think that was at like the Mall of America ish or like an event, I don't know, maybe Valley Fair or something. I don't know. It was something in the cities. Um, well, so so Steve, what 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 kind of charge they got out there for for like the Seattle Mariners or, or or the football team? I bet the Seahawks probably have an expensive parking setup. Uh, you're gonna probably uh, not believe me, but there are spots in Seattle when you go to the Seahawks game that can be up to a hundred bucks. Oh, yeah. parking. It's crazy. Uh, yeah, my well now my, my little brother John is saying that he paid sixty five dollars to go to a Houston Astros to park at a Houston Astros game. But you know, everything's yeah. bigger in Texas. They got money down there. Yeah, they do. <laughs> Lots. So I don't know. But yeah, um boy, we we um just touched a little bit on the baseball opening day and all and and then uh the uh, second part of my, my headline was uh, Gobert cries fall. I don't know. Did you see anything on, on the sports today about uh, Rudy Gobert of the Timberwolves uh, complaining about the officiating and how the officiating seems to uh, uh, favor the, the large market towns? They had, a, they had a game against the Suns last night, and, uh, 27 free throws to 12, and it was yeah. a close game. Yeah. 
I did see it, and it'll be interesting to find out how much he gets fined. <laughs> yeah, he's exactly it. He's he's he he sure as heck isn't going to change the the way they're officiating, but he is going to no. get a big fine, probably thirty oh, yeah. thirty forty thousand dollars. Yeah, he's you know sometimes you better just keep your mouth shut something like that because well he's he he was speaking as a 10-year veteran though you know he's been in the league a while and and you know his previous playing days were in utah another small market and and you know i I, boy the officiating in the nba has been taking a beating this season because of uh a lot of questionable calls and a lot of technical fall calls and 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 missed calls and and then when you when you tie in gambling into into the sport, I don't know, Keith. What do you think? I mean, you think gambling has any any effect whatsoever on those referees? Oh <laughs> mob, man, mob ties or because well, there, there there wasn't you know back a few years back there was a referee named Tim Donahue uh, that that actually was throwing games, you know that he was he was like uh, shaving points. As a referee, for and he you know he ended up going to prison over the deal. But so yeah, it can happen. It can happen, yeah. And 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 you know obviously the referees in the NBA aren't making the kind of money the players are. <laughs> so so some mafioso comes along and offers you a million dollars to shave some points, you know, on a Vegas bet. I I can see it happening. I would definitely do that. Yep. You would do it. <laughs> Throw them under the bus. Yep. Oh, the, the, the ethics comes through. What are you talking about? That totally was a foul. Yep. I saw that with my own eyes. But but anyway, yeah, one of the plays, I think, and I didn't see the game, but Gobert actually got elbowed in the face, and they called a foul on him. And that, oh, that's I, I suppose so. That's probably what set off the. And this was late in the game. There was some fault. There were falls called late in the game that actually determined the outcome. And anytime you have the stripes doing that, much like, boy, let's spin back around to that NCAA basketball game. Oh, which, uh, which one are you talking about here? Boy, the fall call. Um, let's see. We had San Diego and. Boy, it was a fall on like the last play of the game, basically. Uh, Got money a bracket here. Hand me that bracket. See where we were at. Uh, that, that was in Creighton. How long is it? Kansas, Gonzaga, UConn. Supersonic Steve or Keith or Raven, you've been keeping up with the men's or women's Final Four here while Monty's looking up that score? I have not. No. Well, basketball is kind of a lost art on me. Well, at any rate, you know, and I, I should know which, which game it was, but it, it came down to like there was like 3.1 seconds left, and, and the, the, the offensive player drove into the key area and went up for a jump shot, and the defender put his hand on his hip, his, his offhand on the guy's hip, and did dislodge him just slightly. But that had been happening all game long, and then yeah. suddenly the top official has to make the call. Well, you're in a tie game, and, and this guy goes to the free throw line, hits both free throws, and now they've got, like, two seconds to throw the ball the length of the floor. And, and you let that one go. Yeah, that's, that's you know, that, and that's, that's, that's the good officials aren't the show at the end of the game. Right, and, right. And, and he good ended officials, up. officials, you won't know they're there. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And bad officials, both teams will be hollering at them. You know, and that's how you always know. You go to even, even a high school game around here. Yeah. When 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 both coaches are screaming at the referees, that referee's not very good. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's yeah. that's kind of how you judge them. Um, 
But no. So so we got three teams in the NCAA Final Four that have never been there before. And, and I mean, Florida State was the only basketball power in Florida ever. Now Miami. Not Miami and not Florida Atlantic. Yeah. I, I do know uh, Raven's got the Elite Eight scores there. Okay. Uh, Here, Raven, tell us the what you got. Elite Eight, yes. Men. So Florida Atlantic beats Kansas State seventy nine to seventy six. Uh Con. I'm sorry, UConn. UConn. <laughs> UConn defeated Gonzaga. 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 I think it's Gonzaga. 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 Uh, eighty two to fifty four. San Diego State uh, with the win over Creighton, uh, fifty seven to fifty six. And then Miami, uh, Florida, victorious over Texas, uh, eighty eight to eighty one. All of these are very close games, well, that, except that, for Gonzaga. That that Creighton game. Yeah. And who who beat them? Uh, San Diego State. That was the game with the foul. That because uh, McDermott, former coach up here, was is the coach of Creighton, and he was blowing a gasket. It was it was it was, it was, it was against him for that that call, and he he was riding those guys from from the time they made the call way till after the game. He was still riding them about not making that call. But yeah, so so who's the matchup in the in the, in the finals then? Uh, the final four, it's going to be San Diego State versus uh, Florida Atlantic, um, yeah. 5 p.m., 5.09. And then uh, UConn versus Miami uh, later that evening. Yeah, so so San Diego State and, and Florida Atlantic. Uh, A couple of Cinderella's. Well, I, that, that's just an understatement. Wasn't one of them like a nine seed or something like that? Yeah, one one. one is, is, is Florida Atlantic? Yeah, Florida Atlantic. The, 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 nine, the seed. nine seed, but yeah, I don't. I don't think there's a, a a person on the planet or on Mars or or in the universe that could have put this bracket together. No, 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 no. I mean, no and 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 then your 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 Gonzaga team there, Steve. I was pulling for them, and and boy, the big man for them decided to have a crap game. Yeah, that's he, too bad because he he's carried them. Yes, I mean, really. And and then he spent a large part of the second half sitting on the bench, and that fourth foul call was away from the ball, and he just you know he flung his arm a little bit, and I didn't know if they needed to call that one, um, and and then they just couldn't get anything a rhythm going. You know? No, they never you know either the whole game it was just they were off as half a step or they couldn't make a move, and well, yeah, it, I watch I was rooting for them too, but I they just. It was just not their day. No, it was pro- day. probably their ugliest game of the season, really. Uh, yeah. And and especially after that great game against UCLA. Oh man, that was that was a, a good one. That yeah. was big boy basketball. Yeah, no, that was that was back and forth, and and so yeah, that that that, and and you know, I started this topic off because the Suns got to shoot twenty seven free throws uh, to twelve for the Timberwolves, and and. I don't know if you noticed, but the Lakers have crept into the seventh and eighth yeah. type spot. Um, did you see the the shenanigans between the Bulls and the Lakers, where Chicago played in in Los Angeles on Sunday, and uh, Patrick Beverly got the ball against LeBron James and put a head fake on him and scored over him and did the the, the you're too little. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, then yesterday the, they, the, the Lakers played the Bulls in Chicago, and that uh, Reeves kid for the Lakers scored over Patrick Beverly and paid him back with the you're too little. And, <laughs> and LeBron was piping off on, on Twitter about how that was, uh, he's got my back and all this. And I'm like, yeah, as soon as it's fortuitous, LeBron, you're going to have that Reeves kid shipped out of there like you always do. But anyway, so so the Lakers are back in contention at least for right now. But the the whole bottom five or six teams in the Western Conference are just piled up like a game and a half apart, all the way down to eleven. So at this point, with like five games to go, we still don't know who's going to be in that play-in game and playoffs. Yeah, I was going to mention too. Like uh, I, it's like I want to say. I, Fourth through eleventh in the Western Conference are separated by like three games. I think that's what I had at least as of la- late last night, not factoring in today's scores. But I also wanted to make sure to mention, even though the you know, Wolves lost yesterday against the Suns, uh, they were on a, quite the roll. They were on a four-game winning streak, and Cat looks like he hasn't missed a step. He got twenty-five points yesterday. Edwards, too, coming off an of illness, got thirty-one points. So they're looking good, even though they lost yesterday. But uh, so yeah, and T Wokes host next uh, the Lakers on Friday night, and their win loss record is currently thirty nine and thirty eight, and they're seventh in that Western Conference battle. Yeah, and I think the last time the Lakers and T Wolves uh, matched up, uh, I think the T Wolves got them, and and I think they're gonna if as long as they have them at home, they'll probably take them down. I don't think you know Le- LeBron's only been back for like three games, and and of those three games, I think they lost two of them. Uh, you know, he's he's they, they had a little bit of chemistry going without him. You know, because yeah. the ball, like a lot of stars, the ball gets to him and it sticks. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. It just sticks. And, and you know, I that that guy, and, and then last night my Knicks beat the uh, uh, Miami Heat uh, in, in Madison Square Garden, and uh, Jimmy Butler has uh, been having a little uh, back-and-forth spat with the Knicks players over the last uh, month or so, and uh, he wouldn't shake hands with uh, a couple of the guys last night. And Jimmy Butler's another guy who I think his best uh, days are past him now. You know, he had they had the one, uh, the bubble. They made it to the championship round in the bubble. The Heat did. But I don't think Jimmy Butler's ever going to take that squad anywhere. They're currently sitting in that bubble area in the playoff picture right Maybe now, too. Maybe play in tournament area. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and they're just not that good. And he's not playing at the same level he was two seasons ago. I, right. I think it slipped. And and but he's every bit as cocky and mouthy as he's ever been, and and it doesn't play as well when you when when the when the production isn't good. there, you know, yeah. it 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 just it, it it's easy to take a guy like that and go yeah I don't I don't know if I care for you too much you know your 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 mouth is doing more than your playing is and and I think before long that'll be LeBron in his complete state too. Well, that's him now. What the hell are you talking about? What, what was that? That's him now. What are you talking about? Yeah, I know. You're a, you're a fan. Oh, oh, Yeah, but isn't LeBron French for, like, whiny bitch? <laughs> <laughs> I think we need the applause. I am French, and you know what? I'm going to back that. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, Monty, I think we are due for our next video ad. Okay, taking- okay. Add, add time. Yeah. Here we go. Are you still putting off that project around the house that's been bugging you forever? Do you think you can wait until spring and call a contractor and have the work done ASAP? 
Well, good luck with that. Executive Properties has openings right now to get that project done. In fact, you can check out their Google reviews. Aaron says Chris and his team did a spectacular job on the damage to my aunt's garage and siding. Kept us up to date on the progress and the finished product was amazing. Thank you for your professionalism and hard work. Hey, get that project done sooner than later. Call Executive Properties, 701-330-1273. We're back again. Uh, get the mics up. Um, well, that that was our little touch on the NBA. Like I say, it's wide open all in, in both conferences. The bottom ends are, are it's anybody's choice who's going to be there. And, and really, the Celtics, Sixers, and and um, uh, Milwaukee Bucks in the East seem to have the top three spots pretty well uh, rolled up. Um, the the in the West, um, the the Sacramento Kings. Um, the Phoenix Suns, now that they have Kevin Durant, and uh, boy, I don't know who else, because the Warriors have hanging around like in sixth place or something like that. Kevin Durant had his home game debut. That was for the Suns. That was his home game debut because he had that injury. He was out for a month. He got injured in the pregame prep for. Uh, yeah, he was driving. He was in the layup line and he turned his ankle. I was like <laughs> three, three games, three games after getting to Phoenix, he he's, turns his ankle with nobody around him, just. I don't know. Bad luck. Um, I know we touched on the men's Final Four. I know we didn't hit on the women's yet. Do you want to do a little preview for that? This, oh, yeah. Uh, does, does, uh, yeah. Raven, think, Raven, you got the women's uh, Final Four? I do. I think right. you got the Elite Eight scores for the women, I think, too? Yep. Okay, so Elite Eight results. Iowa beats uh, Louisville 97-83. LSU uh, 54 got the win against Miami. Uh, Miami got 42. South Carolina defeated Maryland um, 86 to 75. Virginia Tech with the victory over Ohio State 84 to 74. And then the final four will be uh, Virginia Tech versus LSU. And then. Um, South Carolina versus Iowa later that night. Well, so, so uh, and I, the, the, the girl, did you have her name, the Iowa girl? Uh, oh, yeah, Caitlin Clark. Oh, boy, she's good. Caitlin Clark? Yeah. Yeah, she had quite the game. Uh, the first ever, I got this from what I saw here, first ever 41-point triple-double in the NCAA tournament. Yeah, she's a, she's a one-girl wrecking crew. And then you've got the, the, the Boston gal. Her last name is Boston for South Carolina. Who was like player of the year last year, I think, and and you know they're currently undefeated and they're the the reigning champions. So and I, they're they're in opposite brackets, aren't they? I believe so. And then so, so it could be Iowa and, and and South Carolina in the final. And the other major takeaway I got from this is South Carolina right now is on a forty-two game winning streak. So they're yeah. just I think I said was like seventh highest in NCAA women's history. So yeah, they're they sound like they may be the odds-on favorite. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, number one seed, anyways. So when you're the defending champion, that's how it goes. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did you say that was in French over there? Yeah. <laughs> LeBron, yeah, <laughs> French for whiny bitch. <laughs> I just had to get that one more time. What did Louis say? We had a French girl over here, but no. So so in 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 in, in those brackets, so that's the women's, and that when are those games? Uh, they are going to be. Uh, uh, March 31st, uh, 6 p.m., and then uh, 8.30 p.m. on uh, ESPN. 
Uh, so that'd so be tomorrow. So, yeah, so, so the semis are tomorrow, and then the championship game on Sunday? Yes. Uh, yeah, and then just so opposite of the men. Yeah, yeah. All right, that'll work. Who do you like in the boys? Well, I think it's awfully hard to go against UConn, but, uh, yeah. you know, I guess if I had, I'd take the nine seed. You know, a school like Florida Atlantic, and you know, what a fairy tale. But yeah. Any, any one is, of those. I think you're right. Yeah. I think UConn's, you know, should be the favorite, but. I, I'm kind of rooting for that. Uh, old, the old coach. Yeah, Miami guy. Yeah, yeah. Well, and then he's he's the fellow that took uh, took uh, what George Mason to the to the yeah to, to the what Elite Eight or or Sweet Sixteen or something back in 2006. So so uh, class act for sure. That yeah, guy. you never hear a bad word about the guy. Yeah, uh, no, and, and everybody I, says he's just solid. Yeah, and that's you know you got to like that compared to well, I always take like uh, think about uh, uh, Huggins who coached at Memphis and 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 he still coached. I forget where he's at right now, but West Virginia, West Virginia, and and you know Bobby Huggins had been the coach at Memphis for like a decade and didn't have a single player graduate. Really? <laughs> yeah, I mean, huh. that, what does that tell you about the program? You know, yeah, it, it, I didn't it, know that. It's not about uh, educating and growing young men. It's about winning basketball games and turning a couple of them into NBA players. And then you got Calip- Calipari. Uh, what's his name? Cal- Calipari. Calipari in, in Kentucky in the one and done uh, uh, conveyor belt. You know, I, I don't. Why even play college basketball if you're going to be there for one season? I mean. I won't even go to class. No, and there's and then and there are guys that actually don't even play. They, they get recruited there and they're there for a season and don't even play and then leave. I know. I, I just doesn't make make any sense to me. But uh, oh well, that's that's the college game and 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 so you compare that and then I would take so in in this you know and, and Steve and I both are big Al McGuire fans and the Marquette. Yep. And yep. and back in the late '60s and, and '70s, Al McGuire wasn't bashful about recruiting those kids out of you know Brooklyn and, and New right, York City yeah. and bringing them bringing them out to Milwaukee and and coaching them up to a level where they could get to the NBA and get their families paid, you know. And that's 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 what he was all about. And he actually was one of those coaches that would tell them, "No, you have this opportunity to take this big fat contract. Go, don't stay here for me." <laughs> You know, and and I think that's a little bit different than what Calipari's doing with guys that are already going to be NBA type talents anyway, whether they make it or not. I mean, you 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 take a list of Kentucky players over the last fifteen years, and of of the guys that stick versus the ones that didn't, I bet there's more that right. didn't. You know, oh yeah, definitely. You know, wow. uh, Kid Gilchrist, remember that name? Yeah. Yes, I remember it, but yeah. where's he at? Yeah, yeah. And, and he ended up being like in the top five in the draft, and you know, you're so you're 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 in a lot of ways you're you're not doing them a, a real service unless you coach them up and 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 prepare them before you send them, and and one and done doesn't do it. I mean, no. St- well, Stefan Marbury, I think, is one of your classic examples. What do you you got any thoughts on Stefan Marbury there, Keith? Like I say, basketball not my game. Well, I know it's not, but you remember when he was a Timberwolf and the Timberwolves traded? They had Ray Allen. They drafted Ray Allen, and 
And uh, well, here we go. I, I was gonna say, well, one at least one of the few standout examples I can think of one and Duns that did prospered in the NBA. I think he's kind of in his twilight years too. But uh, Carmelo, Carmelo Anthony. So he had he just only did one year. Was it Syracuse? I believe, right? Yep. And, but he won a national championship. Well, still, but, but still, just one year. But went on yeah. to do well in the NBA. Yeah. Well, yeah. Carmelo was 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 a different specimen. But you know, the NBA his his career. It's funny because I, I I watched him when he was in Denver, and I, I yep. thought I thought he was going to be like a, a cornerstone there for a long time. Well, like him and LeBron started within like a year of each other, right? Well, they played like in the AAUs and, and and whatnot before that, but he um, he was a flat out scorer. He wasn't interested in defense. You know, he was one of those guys. And then, being a Nick fan like I am. You know the Knicks missed the playoffs for like eight straight years after the Patrick Ewing days, and and then they got uh, Amari Stoudemire, Raymond Felton, uh, Chandler Wilson, uh, Wilson Chandler, and and those three guys brought that team back to the playoffs. So the Knicks made the playoffs for the first time in like eight years, and then the following year Carmelo forced a trade out of Denver to New York. And the Knicks were in the playoffs a couple of seasons with Stottlemyre and, and, and Carmelo, but they didn't have the kind of chemistry that like Stottlemyre and the, that crew had. They, they played like a team, and when Carmelo got there, the ball stuck in his hands, jump shoot, jump shoot, just like LeBron does, hold the ball, exactly. shoot jump shots, don't move it to anybody else. And that was really the, the – they, they, they played the Miami Heat in the playoffs – that third season, Carmelo and Amari Stoudemire, and 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 in early in that uh, series against Dwayne Wade and LeBron James, they had a close game down in Miami, and Carmelo was jacking up shots, and uh, Stoudemire wasn't getting calls, and then when the game ended, Stoudemire punched a a, a fire extinguisher case and cut oh. his hand. Oh my God! You know, and then he was out for like. The rest of that series, or a couple of games, and and that was the end of that series. But it was a lot of in a lot of ways. I always looked at that as though he was upset with Carmelo Anthony, yeah, because he wouldn't pass the ball. And, and you know, you're on a big stage, and guy's still jacking up thirty foot shots. And I'll tell you what, the other thing about Carmelo Anthony, that this, I hit a three point shot, and I got to run up the court doing this. Hey, we saw you hit it. We know it was a three. You don't got to tell us. No, money. And now I see little skinny white kids that play for Thompson and Buxton and Hillsboro, North Dakota, and they make a three and they're running down the court going, drives me nuts. Drives me nuts. You know, money, you talk about basketball players stirring the pot and all that. Uh, and, oh, can you maybe turn down that middle volume just a notch? Uh, the one to the right of the four, just uh, under down one or two notches. There, I should reduce the echo. All right, there we go. Oh, okay. All right, sorry about that. But no, um, we kind of do a little group chat about highlighting sports stories uh, just kind of for topics on the show. And I forgot to bring this up. We haven't worked it in yet, but uh, I kind of just jotted it down. I was getting a refresh. Uh, I don't know if any of you guys had a chance to click into the story and check it out, or Supersonic Steve or Keith, if you heard of this, in the in the women's, not March Madness, but the women's NIT tournament, uh, there's this uh, player for Jeremiah Schutz out of Memphis, their after-game controversy with the uh, oh. basketball player out of, out of Bowling Green, uh, 
Ellis Brett. Uh, I believe it was Ellis Brett. Probably getting the name to, or Elliot Brett. Uh, my my handwriting is the worst. Uh, yeah, Aly- Alyssa Brett. So. Uh, Monty, you're, I think you're the one that sent us the link on this yeah, if you want to take yeah. it away. I saw. Oh, so, did you guys so, see the so, YouTube clips of this? It was yeah. crazy. So, the, so in the handshake line, the South Carolina player punches the, the Bowling Green player. And she, yeah, I need to see this. Yeah, she went to the floor. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I, I can't pull it up here. It'll mess with our volume, but I'm sure if you find it on your phone, yeah, she, yeah. she got... They show a replay of it later, or there's a link to it in that, in that group chat there right. from a few days back. But. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and so, so, yeah, she... Basically, sucker punched her in the, in the handshake line and, and put her down, and she actually had to be helped up. I saw him leading her off the court. And you can see, like, all our teammates, you could just tell tensions are about to flare. Everyone's getting amped up. You're thinking, oh, man, this could get ugly. Even the announcers are like, oh, no, we hope this doesn't turn into, like, a Pistons-Pacers-type uh, <laughs> malice <laughs> in the a palace. Girl, a girls game. Because <laughs> you can see them. They're looking, they, they start giving the evil eyes to the Bowling Green players. But luckily, officials and all that intervened and told both teams to get the hell out of there. Which I'm kind of surprised. Like, just let them fight. Just let them fight. <laughs> why is that not surprising? <laughs> oh, seriously. Like, honestly, why do they get breaking up nowadays? Because you're going, okay, you're punching someone so hard, right? Eventually you're going to get tired, and then that other person's going to get tired, and then you're both just going to look at each other like, you want food? Yeah, yeah, I can go for some pizza. Okay, yeah, you're buying. Okay, yeah, sure. Okay, let's go. I I would have hate to have been Raven's friends at school. (laughs) They beat me up till. Well, no, no. I'm just saying, like, if you're that mad at someone, there's nothing you can do but try to hit them. I'm sorry, but I'm I'm just at that point where it's just like, yeah, let them fight. Well, you know, do and that, it, and that that caught my eye because it was gals fighting, you know, in in hand, you know, we we had we, we had an incident in, in in college hockey back a few years ago where where uh, uh, Finley for UND grabbed the the gopher player out of the handshake line and jerked him around a little bit, and they played that clip over and over and over. Um, that lippy little gopher kid deserved it though, <laughs> but 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 these these. These, this, this, this girl that this um, girl that did the punching uh, actually got charged. Uh, yes, she did. Got, got charged criminally. Yeah, yeah. and and that, that was pretty. They were pretty. So abrupt. she actually got an assault charge. Yes. Wow. Yes. Okay. And and you know I guess that's the the thing that should happen is. It, yeah. Yeah. So um. So I don't know if we want to. Sh- I shift gears. Speaking of college tournaments and all that, I know Keith. Uh, uh, he was hoping to shed some light for us on the college Frozen Four. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. Here we go. Um, so so we've got uh, Michigan, and and they're squaring off with uh, Quinnipiac, and we have the Minnesota Gophers, who are probably well, they're they're going into the tournament as the number one team in the country, and probably are the most talented, and they're playing Boston University. Um, what do you know about those schools at all? Nothing. Um, <laughs> I did. I did watch. Uh, tried to watch a little bit of each game. Mm-hmm. You know, from the regionals, and I kind of got to wonder how many people in Fargo were thinking sacred or sacred Holy Cross, Holy Cross, when Canisius went up two to one. Yes, they were, they were. But that was short lived, and yeah, Canisius it, got their ass kicked. Yeah, it ended up nine to two. Yeah, but well, there was a five minute major, and they reeled off like three goals or something in that yeah. fifty, and it, it was a. It was a two to two game, and it turned into a five to two game, and it ended up a nine to two game. Yeah. I don't, yeah. 
Poor showing from the NCHC this year. Yes, very poor. Um, and they were kind of down, though, because the, the, the whole thing with the pairwise was, was like, normally if you can split with a team like Western Michigan or, or, or uh, St. Cloud State as, as UND, you would get a jump in the pairwise. And because the league was down overall against non-conference opponents, you didn't get that jump. And, and that's why UND was in the position they were in where yeah. they had to go win out. But anyway, the Gophers, uh, I, I believe, uh, I think it still is till to this, this day that no team that finished number one in the polls in the country has ever won the tournament. Oh, ever? Ever. Wow. Ever. I was going to say, what's been like a marquee game of the tournament so far for, for all of you? Well, I think, I think the Gophers... Uh, Beating Saint Saint Cloud State was one of those games. That was a good one. Um, uh, Michigan having to come from behind, yeah, against Penn State. That was that was pretty good. I know they were down one nothing late. And they tied it up in one minutes, just minutes into overtime. Well, so so obviously uh, the apocalypse for us up here in Grand Forks would be Michigan and Minnesota playing for the title, right? <laughs> yes. Because that's a no-win situation for us because Michigan either gets their 10th title all time and, 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 or, or the Gophers, Gophers get, their, get their sick. Yeah, or the Gophers just win and, and, and are one more closer to us. And, and so in an ideal world, Boston University and Quinnipiac will be playing for the championship. Where's, where's that one at? Where are they from? Uh, Quinnipiac is in New York. Yeah, out east someplace. And, and, of course, Boston University. And Boston right. University is a storied program, though. The Terriers have won the national championship in the past, and I don't know, they've got a couple, I think. Yeah. Um, and and it, in, in 1997, Michigan Wolverines were the number one team in the tournament and, and best team in college hockey. And uh, Big Blue rolled into Milwaukee, and they matched up with uh, Boston University in the semifinals. Uh, Boston University had a player by the name of Chris Drury who played. He still might be in the NHL, uh, but they upset M- Michigan in 1997, and UND beat Colorado College in the other semi and, and got matched up with BU and won the championship in '97. Oh. It was one of those years where where UND should have never been there. You know, Michigan was by far the better team, and, got and knocked out. And got knocked out in the semis, and and UND probably wouldn't have beat Michigan, but they could beat BU. Um, so I have a soft spot for BU. No, not not Boston College though. I hate that effing fucking school. <laughs> Boston Boston College can fucking drown in the ocean, as far as I'm concerned. Monty's laying it out there. No, no kind well, words. Well, from 2001 till about 2015, they owned us. They owned us, knocked us out of the NCAA tournament. What about four times? Something like that, and won like five tr- championships themselves. I mean, so, they beat us like seven to nothing. Yeah, they they rolled on us a yeah. bunch of times. It was we couldn't. They, they 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 had UND's number, and there was nothing we could do about it. But then back up about 2015, we had a Hall of Fame game with them in Madison Square Garden. Yeah. and beat their asses, yep. and that then we finally fixed Sweet it. Sweet revenge. Finally fixed it. Perfect. But, but yeah, um, I guess while we're on uh, college hockey, I know UND had a couple of big moves this week, this past week. I think I I forgot to include one of them in your notes, Raven. But the one other one we did get, I think it was in their group chat. Uh, Judd Caulfield uh, returning for a fifth season announced this past week. 
And Raven, I think you got one more for UND player doing a NHL or AHL signing on your notes, right? Yep, Chris Jandrick signs Money. with... Gosh. Chris, Chris Jandrick, I believe, right? It was Chris Jandrick. I just forgot where it was going. Uh, I think I got a mine. AHL, AHL roster Americans farm team for Buffalo Sabres. Yeah. That's sad. That's sad. I'm going to miss him. Well, but we did. Uh, we we had a whole bunch of players jump in the portal and leave. So we've got guys that graduated. We've got guys that have signed contracts and left. And then we've got these guys that with their lips dragging on the ground that didn't get enough playing time and 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 uh-huh. hit hit the portal to go where they think the grass is going to be greener. But uh, we did pick up today. We got the captain from the Alaska team. Uh, he's got. He's a defenseman. The captain of their team, and he's got one season left of eligibility. And UND, their their defense core has been depleted with all these guys that left, so they're bringing in a veteran guy. Well, and he has to be able to play if he's a captain of any any. I'll I'll take the captain off of every college hockey team in the country. Oh, yeah. You know to to build with, and you got him. Yep, right on the screen there. Yeah, Garrett Pike. Uh, Garrett Garrett Pike. Um, he nearly led the Nanooks to a surprising NCAA tournament appearance this season, but he committed to the Fighting Hawks. Oh, what do you... Raven thinks the Nanooks are a funny name. No, I love that name. <laughs> oh, That's money. one name I actually can get behind, the Nanooks. I... <laughs> and if there I... would have been those two upsets yeah, with, uh, was it Colgate and Canisius, the other one, Alaska would have been in there. Yeah, yeah. No, that's that's right, and, and you know, so we're we're getting a good player, yeah, and we're we're getting rid of a bunch of babies. <laughs> you know, that to me, it's good riddance. These guys that were pouting at the end of the year, you know, if 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 I'm a blue chip player and I get recruited into UND and I don't produce and I'm sitting, my, my ass isn't even dressing. Well, produce, you know, if, if you're producing, you'll play. Oh yeah, yeah, but if you're not. You're going to be sitting on the pine or sitting up in the stands, and and so we had like four or five guys that bolted because of that. And okay, well, good riddance. You know what? Maybe maybe the Canuck can actually play really well. You know, <laughs> that could be a thing. I did want to go back and readdress that stunt with women's basketball, though. I didn't realize that was a sucker punch. Yeah, oh yeah. There was punch, yeah. there was no words exchanged beforehand. There was nothing. That woman just got in the line like, "Yeah, no, screw the high five. Just yeah. right to the face." Like that was not even a chance to brace Well, board. well, there no. might there there might have been some some things said on the court, you know, while the game was going on. Okay. But more than likely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but more than likely with any sport that always happens. That doesn't mean you sucker punch the girls at the temple. Yeah. Especially in the handshake line. <laughs> yeah, in the, yeah, like in the handshake line. And I love, like, I was actually just reading up on it. I love this statement that the school, that that the, the aggressor or whatever, not the victim, was from. They had such a backhanded comment on that. They're like, yeah, we did it. So? Do like, a, pretty much. Like, that's literally what they did. Do you have a quote, maybe, or...? Ah, uh, God, no, I, I... Okay, hold on. I gotta find it again, but it was it was just bad. Like, like the victim school was just like, yeah, we never condone violence. We do that. We do the other thing, and... 
I guess, yeah, Raven, while you look that up, um, I'll, I'll throw a quick question to Steve. Steve, are you keeping up with your Seattle Sea Dragons of the XFL? I see they're doing pretty solid. Yeah, they've you know been up and down. They started off with a loss, but they've been playing actually pretty well. So uh, you know, it's I don't know how excited people are about that. Uh, Do you get a chance to catch like the highlights or any of the games in action? Uh, not yet, uh, but I'm a couple of my buddies went to a couple of the games and said it's a lot of fun, and they like the rule changes that they're doing. Yeah, I, li- I like the one, two, and three point conversions they're doing for point afters, getting rid of the point after kick, and keep. Nice way to differentiate it from the NFL. And yeah. was the Sea Dragons, was that the team that's notorious of all the XFL teams who are doing the beer snakes in the stands? I've been seeing highlights of that. All the solo cups stacked out as the games progresses. It turns out into a big, long stack of beer snakes. Yeah, I think that has, well, you know, we drink a lot of that micro beer out here. Oh, yeah. But I saw they got the win last week over Orlando Guardians, 26-19, week six XFL action. I've been keeping up with the highlights each week just to stay on top of it, give alternative football a chance. And I, I caught. Are they, what are they, four and two now? I believe so, yeah. I believe that sounds right. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, well, that's, yeah, you know, it's uh, some different, and I, I think people do like it. And I guess, uh, real quick, other XFL games from last week. Battlehawks beat the Vipers 29-6. Houston Roughnecks lost to D.C. Defenders 26-37. And uh, San Antonio Brahma's uh, victorious over Arlington Renegades 15-9. So, yeah, I'm doing it. Nice little alternative sports league. I think the ratings are still not uh, ideal. but uh, uh, Abysmal would be best describing. Yeah, <laughs> going down since week one. But, I don't know, hopefully maybe they'll – it's a 10-week season and then a couple weeks of playoffs, so – I don't know, I'm hopeful. I'm thinking they'll stick around, but just you know, as an alternative league in the in the season in the off season of the NFL, just as an alternative to watch. And I hope it gives players a chance, a second chance to prove themselves to get another shot in the NFL. So, well, you still you're talking about uh, Seattle sports. Uh, the Kraken are still holding strong in about uh, what sixth spot I think in the Western Conference. Yeah. Right now um, they're at six. Yeah. They were they were and 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 they've actually uh, they've had like a historical road winning season. Mm-hmm. And 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 for and, what, what second year? Yeah, they've yeah. done exceptionally well on the road. Yes, and easily this season's winningest team on the road in the NHL. Um, they recently were in Minneapolis uh, or St. Paul and played the Wild, and they lost that game. But I found interesting was um, the the Matt Boldy had a hat trick. The, the the yeah the the but the the um, pregame skate. So early in the morning they do the skate around. And the Kraken are out on the ice, and what the media personnel in, in the XL Energy do, Center do is they they hang a hundred dollar bill uh, in in the hole by the uh, penalty box. So oh, okay, you, you know where you slip. So they hang a hundred dollar bill there, and if any of the opponents that are skating around can shoot a puck through there, they get that hundred dollar bill. And uh, Donato for for the Kraken. Uh, apparently he played for the Wild before, so he was well aware of what this was about. So he was firing some really hardcore <laughs> rockets at this, and he didn't hit one through the hole, but he cracked the glass in three places. Heck yeah, show up. You know, and no I, I, I was like, "Well, that's what you do." You know, so so they were worried that uh, the uh, maintenance folks were going to have to come in there and, and, and replace the glass before the game because of their little antics. But yeah, no, the Kraken are continuing to 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 play well. Yeah. Um, the Minnesota Wild are within one point of first place in the Western Conference. Uh, no, no, actually, uh, Monty, I got an update. Uh, actually, last night, the 
if you factor in last night's scores, they beat the Avalanche. Avalanche were, up until a few days ago, number one in the Central Division. But Minnesota got their last two wins over the Kraken, got them one point over. And then they beat the Avalanche yesterday, 4-2. Uh, to two. Uh, Frederick Goudreau, two goals with an awesome open netter, like, across the rink. And Gustafsson just continues to impress. 39 saves last night. They won 4-2. to two, And that win puts them three points ahead of the Avalanche to, to lead the Central Division. In, in the division. But yeah, they're, oh, well, in but the conference they're, overall. But in the conference. Overall, they're one point behind the uh, Las Vegas uh, Golden Knights, and they play the Knights back to back. Yeah. Oh gosh. They've got two yeah. games with them. Yeah. So, see, they so, got them next here on Saturday night. Yeah. So, so, so by the end of the weekend, Minnesota Wild could be sitting in first place in the Western Conference, and it was like two months ago they were in ninth. Yeah, they've been. They've had a remarkable oh. back half of the season, and and a lot of talk about uh, Flurry, uh, Mark Andre Flurry in oh, goal. Yeah. Oh, well, um, wrapped up, so. he, yeah. he, you know, he was he was having a rough go of it, and then they they sat him down and let the other guy play. Was his Bannister, the, the other goalie? I didn't catch Gust- it, isn't it? Gustafson, oh, Gust- 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 yeah, Philip yeah. Gustafson, yeah. and 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 uh, <laughs> and and anyway, um, but once once the other guy was playing better, then Flurry kind of got his act together, and now he's been playing like a Hall of Famer again. So it's kind of funny how they play off each other like that. Uh, so, so Raven tells me she found her, uh, her her little pitch on the fight. Yes, I found it so funny how the school. <laughs> I don't even. I don't know what they're doing. Okay, let me read the quote that the aggressor, the girl that did the punching. Okay, this is a quote from her school after the incident. Extremely unfortunate, <laughs> and certainly not uh, consist- consistent with or representative of our expectations for our programs. But I'm glad I did it. <laughs> yeah, I, I was expecting to see that at the end. Like, good God, way to not, way to not give a shit. That's great. Way to not give a shit, Memphis. Way to not fucking care. There you go. Good God. I see Steve had the dog up there. What? What? That makes everything better. Oh my God, look at his little paws. Oh my gosh. So so can you mail him to me? (laughs) (laughs) He probably... It won't be long. You won't be able to fit in a uh, mailbox. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> He'd probably sleep the whole way to yeah. North Dakota. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> He's a sleeper. He likes his naps. So, so, so Raven, Raven, Raven goes from this hardcore wanting to beat people up <laughs> <laughs> to melting yeah, over yeah, a puppy. Yeah, show her an animal, and we get her compassionate side. Baby, this is a fact. I'm, yeah. They figured it out. They figured my cheat code. <laughs> That's okay. Okay, uh, well, Dale says we got another ad I got to get up here. Uh, River City Cinema. Well, let's see this as well. Okay. River Cinema 15 in the Shire. Make your next dinner and movie destination at the River Cinema 15 in the Shire Bar and Grill, located inside the River Mall in East Grand Forks. Either dine inside the movie memorabilia-laden restaurant, the Shire, or take your meal to the movie you'll be attending. This week's featured attractions are... John Wick, Chapter 4. I hear big things about that one. Go see it. 
Uh, yes, yes. Scream 6. Can they quit making those finally? Uh, <laughs> Champions. Creed 3. Cocaine Bear. Uh, Demon Slayer. Kometsov? What the heck is that? That's anime. Uh, oh, oh, great. Uh, the Jesus Revolution and Amazing Maurice. Um, and then Shazam! Fury of the Gods. So you can find the latest showtimes on River Cinema. 15.com. Don't forget Tuesdays is $5 movies all day long and the 550 Senior Matinee special on Wednesday and Thursdays. The River Cinema 15 has multiple theaters with luxury recliners, expanded concessions that now serve adult beverages and is family owned and operated by the company which also operates the Grand Theater in Crookston. Visit morefamilytheaters.com for their latest showtimes. Okay, well... Well, let me tell you a little something about that sponsor. They are a great... Sponsor and a great movie theater. I have sat in those luxury seats so many times. Let me tell you, it's worth it. Go see John Wick 4. It's just as good as the other ones. I'm not going to lie. And that's really saying something, though, because a lot of movie series, they just kind of dumb down. Like, they just start going downhill, you know. But, But no, John Wick doesn't. It's really weird. Dale probably already seen yeah, it. Yeah, Monty. Um, yeah, we reviewed it on big screens and TV streams. I, or I, I did anyways just on, on yesterday's show. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you, Raven. Thumbs up all the way. They managed to keep raising the absurdity level to and keep it somewhat entertaining. And they don't get me to suspend my disbelief. They still keep me wrapped up. You will never think of stairwells the same again coming out of John Wick Chapter 4, let me tell you. <laughs> right, Raven? Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, but yeah. Oh, so, God. We're, we're down to about our last 10 minutes, last topics, last last scores. Anyone wants to get in? Supersonic Steve, any other uh, scores or updates? Uh, I'm putting my money on UConn. Yeah, it's hard It's hard not to. I mean, yeah. they're, they're the one basketball power that's there. And if, if Bill was sitting here tonight, you know, he's dog-sitting down in the cities for his daughter for the second week now. He, he spent last week up here, and now he's down there, and... And you know, uh, well, it was your birthday, and it was all—it's also uh, uh, Keith's birthday over here. And um, Keith brought pizza in for the staff here tonight. And Bill's Bill's missing out. He's like, can't believe the timing. <laughs> so, but no, he's Poor down Bill. down there doing the dogs. And and no, I I would say well, I was I brought Bill up because uh, he would say, well, those are football schools. That that. San Diego's a football school as far as he's concerned. And, of course, Miami's a football school. Yeah. yeah. You know, he, he, you can't talk about any colleges around him without him distinguishing whether it's a basketball school or a football school or a hockey school. <laughs> I've noticed that. I've yeah. noticed that. So, but I, I don't know. Um, the, uh, the race card over in Greenbush starts when there, Keith? Uh, Memorial Weekend. Memorial weekend, so we got a little ways to go. I suppose the snow is still covering the track. Well, we're not as deep as some other places, but there's plenty of snow to go around. <laughs> yeah, we've we were well uh, before the show started. I was saying, uh, uh, Supersonic Steve kind of pissed me off showing us his backyard last week. <laughs> we're up here dealing with freaking mountains and mountains of snow. You know, oh, we we can grow mountains here. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, how long will it be before you see grass? Well, uh, too damn long. At this point, it's harassment. I'm not yeah. even gonna lie. 
Like, it's not even actual weather. It's just harassment from Mother Nature. Like, yeah. it's it's so bad. I know even even the hardiest of us that have dealt with it here, you know, it's been rough because we've been averaging about a storm a week for about nine weeks now. And and tonight we were supposed to have one here, I think. I think we're, we're supposed to get, like, a dusting, I think. A, a dusting tonight, but then tomorrow, somewhere between here and Minneapolis, they're supposed to get another another drop in there and yeah. might shut everything down again for a day or so and and it just the roads have been the most atrocious road the, the interstates i've never seen them this bad in my entire life oh yeah they're terrible. you mentioned that uh some of the how bad it was and the accidents people driving yeah. like stupidly and yeah. you know, causing other people to get in wrecks yeah it, it just it's just been ridiculous and what, what, what do you think dale you, Oh, whoops. Well, Dale, Dale, Dale actually tried to go to Fargo last the Thursday, oh, yeah. Thursday before last and made it about seven miles out of town and turned around. Yeah, I was going to go to a wrestling show in Fargo, but uh, yeah, yeah, we got to the, just a mile down the road. We're like, no, we're turning back around the next exit at Thompson. And yeah, this is, couldn't go, I, I had to go to like 35 miles an hour just to get to Thompson because yeah, I was, I was surprised yeah. the interstate was open. Um, I guess before we wrap, I got a quick little weekly motorsports update here if you want. There you go. So uh, NASCAR Cup Series, I always think it's really cool. They only do several road road courses a year. So it was really cool because they were at Circuit of the Americas last weekend, and that's like the major F1 track of the season in the United States. And then now, now they're doing three F1 races in the U.S. this, this year, but they've been at Austin, Texas the longest. And just seeing those NASCAR cars, the truck, cup cars, Xfinity cars, try to take those tight hairpin turns is a treat and a half it's like they so seem just like five six wide it's, it's so so much fun to watch and i guess the season two they got rid of the stage cautions for road races so it was like your traditional nascar race without all the stage cautions they still had a ton of cautions at the end because that that evil first hairpin turn of coda so many so many collisions uh so but it ended up being uh tyler reddick winning the nascar cup race and then uh in the xfinity race aj allmendinger got the win at coda and then for camping uh excuse me now it's craftsman truck this season uh zane smith won that race and kyle bush decided to make a cameo for the truck race and got second in that uh f1 was off last weekend uh they're gonna be at uh, i believe australian grand prix this weekend and then for world of outlaws uh, it's, uh, Michael Kofoid won last weekend in the feature on Friday. And then on Saturday, Brad Sweet won the late model race. And uh, then I believe I got here for sprints. Uh, David Grapple and Carson Macedo are the top two spo- points leaders. So, uh, And this weekend they're going to be racing in Farmer City Raceway uh, and for the late models. And the uh, sprints this weekend will be re- racing at the Devil's Bowl Speedway in Mesquite, Texas for the Texas Outlaw Nationals. So that's your big motorsports minute. Uh, any guys highlights keeping up with any of these Cup Series at all or highlights on anything? I know I'm, I'm definitely taking advantage of that F1 pass, catching the races on replay this season. So I don't know. Or just, just w- waiting for River City Speedway to open. And I guess Keith Greenbush Raceway count down the weeks, right? Yep. Yeah. Oh, man. Yep. I'm all revved up for racing season. Looking forward to this summer. So, that. And, and, and since you brought the racing up, um, I did note uh, that uh, Mark Dobmeyer is going into the North Dakota Sports Hall of Fame in, all right. in November. He's, he, and he's a Sprint Cup driver, you know. About North- damn. 
time. I was gonna say well earned and wishing him a speedy recovery too. So yeah. so, so it's 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 Mark Dopmeyer, uh Becky Wells Staley, uh track and field gal out of Dickinson, and uh Chris Cost, uh former major league baseball player. Uh, from North Dakota. So those are the three going into the North Dakota Sports Hall of Fame in November. But uh, Mark Dopmeyer definitely is a well-known commodity around here for racing. Uh, Keith? Yeah, uh, probably the first racer to go in the Hall of Fame. North oh, Dakota excuse Hall of Fame. me. Excuse me. I'm, 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 oh, how could I do this? Dan, <laughs> Danny Schatz. Oh. Danny Schatz, not Mark Dopmeyer. Dopmeyer will get there eventually. Yeah. Danny Schatz. Oh, wow. Oh, okay, yeah. that, well, that's different. Donny Schatz, late, yeah, big World of Outlaws legend. Yeah. 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 That's bullshit. I don't know who this Donny guy is, but I know who Mark is. Yeah. Well, well Mark, Mark's our Grand Forks guy. I'm yeah. sorry. I, I just, I, I do. Mark I do needs twist. to be in the Hall of Fame. I mean, come on I, now. Well, I need to meet he, this guy, he will. He, He'll be there. Well, now yeah. that I said that, he'll get there. He'll, he'll get, get there. He's, <laughs> but, but, he's a shoe in. But Danny Schatz is, is, is a national. Donny Schatz. No, Danny. Or, or is it, okay, whoops. Danny was his dad. Da- okay, gosh, yeah, I'm getting he all mixed up. Past man. couple years ago. Yeah, but I, I used to, I, I remember when, when his first car was one he'd purchased from the. Don Mack? The, yeah, the Mac brothers, uh, uh, was Sonny and and, and, Todd. and and Todd. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. And uh, he was only about a fifteen year old kid. When he, when Donnie? He, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And he uh, was fifteen when it started. I. Yeah. Think that's where he got the number from. I don't know. Oh, okay, I see. And and but now he's nationally known. And yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's how can I? <laughs> marked up. <laughs> Heck yeah, he'll be there. Where's the North Dakota Sports Hall of Fame again? Located at. Uh, not in Grand Forks. Not in Gra- yeah, I would say, oh, no, Bismarck, in Grand Forks. Probably, probably Bismarck. Well, I, that would bet. be my guess, but, you know, I... I I'm going to do a quick search. <laughs> yeah. Well... Wait, did Mark Dobmeyer get re-injured? I know if, like, not last season, but the season before, he had that really bad injury with his spine. Yep. He uh, was in a crash. I'm not sure where. Somewhere down south. Arizona, maybe. And uh, he got his legs burnt. Yeah, real Pretty bad. good. Where he had to have skin grafts on Are his legs. Serious? And I've been yeah. talking to John Roberts. He's been giving updates. I guess he's been in touch with him, man. Yeah, yeah been... he's back home. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I thought that I saw where he has basically recovered now. Well, he's back home recovering. Yeah, he still got. I think he's still got like at least a couple months or so, right? Yeah, so yeah. It's, it's going to be a while. But James, Jamestown, God. by the way, Jamestown is where the that's, that's, oh, that okay. was where I was going to yeah, guess. I, I, for some reason, I thought that's where it was. Uh, because uh, Darren Erstad kind of owns that, <laughs> but no, I, I um, so there, there was that. Um, I don't really have uh, anything else except my my Knicks are holding solid in the uh, fifth spot in the Eastern Conference. Um, I'm still hoping to hell that the Lakers miss out entirely, but it wouldn't break my heart to see them get beat in the play-in game. <laughs> <laughs> no. It won't hurt my feelings uh, at all. And, and so there's that. And then, of course, you know, we, we, we learned some French tonight. We <laughs> oui. goes, goes right with, with, with the program. But that's about what, what we got tonight. Wrap it up. Yep, got your little wrap-up sheet there. Okay. Uh, bam, here we go. Thank you for tuning in to tonight's Fork Sports Highway. Catch us live every Thursday at 6.30 right here on Grand Fork's Best Source Live on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch. And if you missed us live, find our archives by searching GFBS on your favorite podcast streaming or 
social media apps. We're everywhere. Support GFBS by leaving us a five-star review on Google or checking out the donate link on top of the www.gfbestsource.com website. That's all for today. We'll see you next week. Take care, guys.